1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside 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 Access access. with Jason Fora, and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your
2: master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you.
3: Visit online.stevenson.edu.
4: 1057,
3: the fan. It's a Friday, so let's head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. We're joined by our friend Ariel Epstein from Fanatics MLB Network, NBA TV, and Ariel, we really appreciate your time as always. uh, Are you suffering from football withdrawal yet?
0: Not at all. Happy Friday! I am so glad that the season's over after Vegas, please. They couldn't have knocked me out harder, the NFL. So <laughs> let's move on to baseball.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of baseball, why don't we start with your Yankees? Do you like any futures with them?
0: You know, the Yankees are just always overvalued. I never bet Yankees futures unless I feel like fading their win total and betting it under not going to do that. The Yankees are favored to win the East, And to be honest, guys, I don't think the Yankees are the best team in the AL East. This is, a lot, this is a really tight race, and I think the AL East could go to anybody. There's a lot more value outside of the Yankees. Anytime that you get the Yankees, the Cowboys, the Lakers, these teams are always overpriced. So unless the Yankees are coming to me as a dog, then I'm not betting them. I'm going to wait for the Yankees to somehow fall behind in the race before I even consider betting them as a favorite to win the AL East.
5: Well, along those lines, I've been looking a little bit at some major league futures and things that maybe aren't, you know, totally chalky that I kind of am a little bit intrigued by. You know, Tyler Glass now going out to the NL, getting out of the division he was in. If he could stay healthy, plus 2,000 to win the Cy Young. My my guy, Tarek Skruble, I know the Tigers aren't sexy, but he's nasty, plus 5,000. To win the Cy Young, Yordan Alvarez plus fourteen hundred to lead the league in homers. Shohei Ohtani plus thirteen hundred to lead the league in RBIs. Are you looking at any individual futures like that?
0: Individual futures are always hard because again, you are relying on these players to stay healthy. I'm not sure what odds you guys have because I'm actually like in the car in New York right now, so the sports books don't let me see any kind of. Younger MVP awards. We're not allowed to bet that in New York. However, Corbin Burns, guys, I mean, you must be getting decent value on him. Plus 900. Okay. uh, I would like 10 to 1. If you could find 10 to 1, I would love it because Corbin Burns, he's already wanted in the NL. If you get 20-plus wins with the Orioles and you make this Orioles team another AL contender Mm -hmm. again then you have no other argument aside for Corbin Burns winning this award the same way Garrett Cole won it last year for a team that wasn't even that good. And now you're going to get Corbin Burns in the AL East against a lot of tough competition. I don't mind that. But one of the plays that I would look at. So last year, I cashed the Orioles at plus 360 to make the playoffs. I love finding sleeper teams like the young Orioles of last Mm -hmm. year. Look at the Reds. The Reds are down there inside the bottom 10 the bottom 15 in the race and they're a young team just like the orioles were last year they have more experience they've got ellie de la cruz a full year under his belt plus if your rotation can stay healthy i have no issue with someone like the reds in the national league maybe the pirates but i i feel like they're Mm, first um it's al the guardians too they're a young team with a lot of young pitching Uh, I wouldn't mind that, but yeah, the Reds to me to make the playoffs, that would probably be my favorite team futures.
5: What about the division, plus 350? We talked about that earlier in the week, too. Like, are we sure the Cardinals are that much improved? I know they signed a bunch of dudes, but besides Sonny Gray, I'm not sure how good any of them are.
0: Yeah, I mean, plus 410 for the NL Central, but you're probably going to get similar odds at four to one for them to make the playoffs Mm -hmm. and if you're gonna bet the reds to make the playoffs even if you're you know paying maybe 20 cents less for it then at least you're gonna get them in a way wider race than you are for them to Mm -hmm. win that division where again you still have more experienced players in there like the cardinals and the cubs have over the reds i'd rather just take the reds to get in on a playoff spot i mean a wild card spot
2: we're speaking to Ariel Epstein. It's inside access on the fan. Well, Ariel, what about the Orioles? I think their over-under win total was 91.5. Or are you going over on them again this year?
0: You know, the Orioles for me, you're now gonna you're gonna get the books readjusting on them for 91 and a half now. I haven't done the numbers yet for betting my win totals, but I've been doing a lot of this searching through the division and the leagues and the World Series. And to take a flyer on the Orioles, they look like they're all in. So if you take the Orioles right now at let's say to win the World Series, you get the Orioles at 15 to 1. The Orioles are probably getting better. And if they're going to look like they're going to go over their win total of 91 and a half, well, all you have to do is hope that the Orioles are one round better to get into the ALCS. Now that you have an ace, maybe now that they're all in, they go in and get a pitcher by the trade deadline to get you that one-two punch, or you see more out of maybe Kyle Bradish gets healthy again. Maybe you get some of your younger pitchers to have more experience and are staying healthy either way the Orioles best value is going to be 15 to 1 to win the World Series and then you could potentially hedge out of it if they get into the ALCS remember if the Orioles continue to do well and go over this 91 and a half win total and are on the trajectory then you're not 15 to 1 come like All-Star break
3: All right Ariel the NBA All-Star weekend is this weekend anything in the All-Star festivities you're looking at
0: Guys, you're going to laugh, but um, the NBA All-Star Skills Challenge has been something I've loved betting the last couple of years. The last two years, the teams that have played, that are all teammates, have won. I don't see that happening this year with Team Pacers because they don't have as many great players as Team All-Star does. Team All-Star has Trey Young, Scotty Barnes, and Tyrese Maxey, all three of those players are actually really good at not only up there on assist for all their teams, but you've got two of those three players who are really good at the three. And that, those are the two skills that you need for the skills challenge. So at plus 190, the second shortest odds out of the three, I'm going to go with team all-star for the skills challenge for the three-point contest. This might be the year where you get the first time a three-point a three-point contest winner is the host of a host city like Tyrese Halliburton with the Pacers. I like him at plus four fifty. I actually was able to get five to one on him. He's been shooting the three well. He's averaging just over three threes a game. He's got the experience after participating last year. Same thing with Donovan Mitchell. He averages over three threes a game and he's got the experience from being in the three point contest. He's seven to one Mitchell. Those are the two players I put action on.
5: I made money on Mac and Clung last year. Do I go back to the well, Ariel? Do I ride that wave? <laughs>
0: Not McClung. He's not there. He's not doing it again this year.
5: I thought they invited him. I thought I thought they 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 said McClung could go in. Uh, I I can't find it on DraftKings. I can't find I can't find slam dunk anywhere, but I thought they were letting him back in.
0: Oh, oh, oh. oh. Okay, I know what you're saying. I thought you were talking about three point contest. I was like, No, 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 the the slam dunk. Okay. No, you can't bet the slam dunk contest. That's why you don't see it, because it's all subjective.
5: Oh, last Uh, year they let me. really? Really? Yeah. There were odds on it. I made money on Mac McClung last year, yeah.
0: He had, like, the fifth best odds. We were not allowed to bet the slam dunk contest. Yeah, I don't
5: see it on my app now, but last year I definitely did it. That was not a fever dream. That happened.
0: Maybe you guys were just rookies last year and they gave it to you Maybe. as like a happy first year of right. betting in Baltimore. But now they're like, Yeah, you guys are back in the rule system now. That's it's a subjective bet because you're gonna have you it's not like the three point contest and the all star skills challenge where there's actually like winners that are based on numbers. Judges. This random contest is all based on whatever the judges want to give them.
5: Yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to bet it again because they already seem to like the little <laughs> white guy. Like they, <laughs> they seem to like he's. Everybody likes him. He's
3: fun. You want to bet him? He's adorable.
5: You, know, but
0: you could go. You could go bet that wherever you bet your uh, Super Bowl prop bet.
3: Yeah. There you go. There, off <laughs> offshore Ariel, Let the people know where they can find you.
0: Fanatic Sportsbook, MLB Network, and NBA TV, and here every Friday with you guys.
3: Awesome. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Stay out of the snow.
0: Right.
3: Coming up next, it's T Bone time, TMI with T A M. What you got? One of the cool parts of this job is meeting so many cool and
2: unique people. And maybe if you're lucky enough, you, you get a number, you can text them. I want to hear from the people. 410 583 1057. Who is the coolest, most famous person that you have in your contact list in your phone? Most famous, cool person you have in your contact list.
1: 410-583-1057. We'll get into that next on Inside.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Hot takes from the
1: guy behind the glass. I'm
3: in a glass case of emotion.
1: TMI with T-I-M.
2: TMI, TMI, my friends.
1: Inside Access,
3: 105.7 The Fan. It's T-Bone time, TMI with T-I-M, and the floor is yours.
2: Well, fellas, we're lucky to be talking sports, uh, two to six every day. And we're lucky to be talking to a lot of cool people that we've met along the way. So I want to hear from the people, 410-583-1057. Got any famous people on your contacts list? Anyone really cool? 410-583-1057. I'll take your calls in a second. So I was going through my contacts, and obviously you build it up from doing this. <laughs> I I can only imagine how many you have in your phone, Jason. A lot of
5: mine don't work anymore, though. Does that count? Like, if I have a number from Patrick Mahomes from college, that doesn't work anymore.
2: Does that count? I would count that. I would count that. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. I I have, like, over 1,100, I think. And it was hard to come up with, like, a couple. Terrell Owens. uh, (coughs) He kind of jumped high in the list. I have Ronnie Lott. That's kind of cool as well. Hall of Famer. SVP. He's pretty cool. And I definitely got Oh, and I didn't even I forgot that I had this one Elvin Hayes I don't even remember Big E Yeah, the Big E But those are probably Some of my top tier ones Jason, when you were going through
5: Yeah, I mean, again
2: (coughs) I have numbers for
5: Tom Brady And Patrick Mahomes That don't work anymore Like, I don't know that that really Does a whole lot for you Uh, Kerry King The guitarist from Slayer Okay Michael Rubin are okay. we talking about fanatics in yeah, the janky jerseys? Yeah, yeah. Michael Rubin. The man of, uh, responsible. Fanatics fame. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not sure is Ken. That... You
2: got anyone really caught? Dude, Brady and the Prime? Dion? Dion? Yeah, Dion, absolutely. Prime
3: yeah. counts? I got a number that says Tom Cruise, but I don't think it works anymore. No, uh, Tom Cruise? No, I'm kidding. No, uh, Eddie it? Murray's <laughs> probably the biggest one in my time. Oh, fun. Eddie yeah. Murray. Yeah, yeah Eddie so. Eddie Murray's awesome. but, uh, yeah, I don't have the Rolodex that you guys have. But it's I mean, we were Ryan Shell,
2: he had LeBron at one yeah. point, which is awesome. Uh, Chuck, he was going through his contacts and you know, with the John oh, Thompson from the John Thompson, yeah, show. The John yeah. Thompson yeah. show, his numbers were Insane. I mean, unfortunately, MJ. these people not. Yeah, MJ, but unfortunately, some people who have since passed, like Kobe Bryant, Bill Russell, Bobby Knight. I mean, those numbers are pretty sick. 410-583-1057. George is in Mount Airy. George, you're on the fan.
6: Yeah, first off, dead contact. Do not count.
4: Dead. I, I,
3: I'm asking. I, I, okay, I, I hear you. you no, know, it's not even close, guys. Come on. So the best, the best one I got is Roy Firestone. Oh, that's a good okay. one. Roy's he's a good. fan, yeah, super fan, yeah, super
5: that's
3: fan. That's it, guys. All right, Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, cut him off.
5: Oh, wow. nah, that was me. That was, that was me. you. Don't blame Ben. Was I, I was going to blame Gigi. I didn't. That's I'm not right. touching he's, the phone. He's
3: this am not segment. touching the phone during TMI. Yeah, that's all bone. Yeah, I mean, oh, a lot. hands I'll, off Bones' phone. That's right. A, a lot
2: of the local guys, and unfortunately, another. Uh, person who's since passed. I, I remember calling Brooks Robinson on his landline oh, yeah. phone, like just talking to him. I mean, that he he came into the station, gosh, this was years ago at this point, probably four or five years ago in the lobby, and that was <laughs> beyond awesome. But just guys like that, and I remember, like, interviewing, uh, you talk about the Barbalays principal, like oh. a Derek Mason. You know, I loved watching him uh, uh, play growing up. Melvin is in Baltimore. Melvin, you're on the fam
6: great yeah real quick guys so i I've, I've been blessed i have uh i have the one and only ray lewis i can call oh wow yeah yeah i have uh i have someone mentioned one of you guys mentioned eddie murray i do have him
3: oh, Okay.
6: and then if we switch over to actors actresses i have you guys remember sonia Soon?
5: yeah who from the, from the
6: wire, wire. sonia stone yeah
3: oh yeah
6: yeah, yeah. So she's like a big sister, little big
2: sister to me. So oh, those awesome. are my
6: top three. Those you're, are my top three. You're pretty connected,
2: Melvin. Yeah.
6: Well I, I think you know, I think that comes from my time being a, a police chief at Baltimore Police Department. They made some really great contact. Ah, okay. Go. Cool. Very
2: All nice. Right. Thank, you, thank you. Thank you for your you, service. Yeah. And, thank and thank you, you
3: for you your service. service. <laughs> thank yes. you for your service. Yes. You who I have a little someone named Taylor Swift in my phone. No, that yeah. would be yeah. That yeah. would be pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: You you probably have Ray right? Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah Ray's up there.
5: Uh, I am he, not so good about getting back to me, but I have it. Yeah, and <laughs> it is it does work,
3: <laughs> but not for me. Yeah. But it's a one way street for me. Yeah. It's largely
5: a one way street
3: for me. Yeah, it happens. Hey, coming up next, we've been previewing all the teams in the AL East this season, and we finish off with the Yankees. Of course, they went and got Juan Soto, but not much else. We'll talk to Eric Boland from Newsday, get his thoughts on his projections for the Yankees this year. He joins us next here on the...
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?
3: NCAA. Get it all right here. One zero five seven fan. been previewing all the teams in the AL East this week, as the pitchers and catchers have reported. And let's go out to the WGK Log Hotline. Eric Boland is the beat writer covering the Yankees for Newsday, and he joins us now. And Eric, the Juan Soto trade was the, the big move. Were you surprised the Yankees, though, weren't more active this offseason?
6: Well, I mean, I have to say, I mean, if you watch the Yankees last year in a variety of, Aspects led to them going 82 and 80, a, a season that Brian Cash from their GM for 20 plus years, uh, correctly called a disaster several times this uh, this winter. Uh, the, the main culprit in that, for the most part, w- w- was an offense that uh, that woefully underperformed. Uh, they had to get better on that side of the ball before they addressed anything else. Uh, and importing, you know, arguably best hitter in baseball. Uh, I I think certainly, you know, went a long way to improving that. Alex Verdugo, uh, who's always hit the Yankees well, particularly in Yankee Stadium, they brought him into one of the biggest issues the Yankees have had for several years running now, uh guys they just didn't have a very diverse lineup they they were righty heavy uh and, and basically ignored uh the fact that you know that you need to have some lefties to, to mix in and they finally kind of figured that out had a come to jesus moment if you will uh which 82 and 80 i think uh, did that uh not only in the clubhouse but organizationally uh and uh they got soto verdugo Trent Grisham to help uh, defensively. He's also a lefty bat. He'll be a reserve outfielder, and uh, they wanted Yamamoto desperately. Offered him the star right-hander from Japan, uh, wanted him as much as anybody. Offered him 300 plus million dollars, but he wanted to play with Otani uh, in LA, and, and he took the 300 million dollar plus that uh, that they uh, offered in LA, uh, and they pivoted to uh, to Marcus Stroman, uh, and they're going to slot him in probably number three in the rotation. Look they still are pounding the pavement uh looking to bolster their their pitching depth particularly when it comes to uh starters um but you know am i surprised they weren't more active I, you know I, i've been covering this team now going into my 16th year mm. uh I, i'm not sure they were any less active this off season uh, than they have been in the past because they also added you know three new bullpen pieces i would say by and large comparatively speaking to uh pretty much you know a lot of other teams, I would say they were as active as anybody. Everybody
3: but the Dodgers, basically, yes.
6: Yeah, and the Dodgers, you know, I mean, in terms of of new imports, I I think the Yankees had as many, if not more. But obviously, when you're talking about bringing in Yamamoto and, of course, uh, Shohei Otani, uh, you know, a couple of the, the biggest names uh in the sport, uh one already established here and one uh from, from Japan, which you know half the league uh desperately wanted, uh, you know, certainly uh, matching up star power wise when it comes to acquisitions The you know the Yankees and nobody really matched up with the Dodgers.
5: Even with um having a little better mix lefty, righty, and obviously Soto um being one of the best bats in baseball. If it's a lost season for Stanton and Lemayhew, are they in trouble again? Like, how how much do they need always hurt guys to somehow not be hurt?
6: Oh, look, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, there, 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 there's no secret sauce here uh, when it comes to the Yankees contending for the AL East uh, title this year. And, you know, just a, as an aside, if you're – not that you are, but if you're asking me to, to handicap the division – I still make you guys, I still make the Orioles uh, the favorite because, uh, you know, they added a, a stud closer, addressed the pitching pitching uh, there, and, and they're just one of the great young teams in, in the sport. It'll be interesting to see uh, how the Orioles handle the pressure now of, instead of being an, an upstart team, a mm-hmm. team that's expected to win and, and expected to win from, from day one of, of spring training. But getting back to the, to the Yankees, uh, Yes, they diversified their lineup. They brought in one of the best bats in the game. Uh, I think Stroman's going to have a really uh, good season. Uh, I think Rodon will have a bounce-back season. But part of them contending for the title is, as you mentioned, they need rebound seasons and really good rebound seasons from some guys who are on the other side of 30. Uh, You mentioned LeMahieu, Giancarlo Stanton. You can throw Anthony Rizzo Mm -hmm. into that mix as well. And, you know, a couple of those guys or all three of them, uh, you know, are either hurt or they just are on the downside of their careers. And it happens to everyone. And, you know, sometimes it happens when guys are 31, sometimes it's 35, sometimes it's 39. But it happens to all of them uh, eventually eventually. with With that group that I just mentioned uh if things don't go well, uh they can have all the diversification they want in the lineup. Soto can have a tremendous year and the Yankees will probably you know struggle to to finish over over five hundred again absolutely those guys rebounding, staying healthy, staying on the field uh is as key as anything that we've mentioned so far.
2: What are your expectations for Anthony Volpe in year two?
6: You know, he's one of the, the fascinating questions. I mean, he had a, a pretty, you know, collectively, certainly in the field, won a, a gold glove, although I don't always put a, a ton of stock into that. But, but he, he, he was pretty good in the, in the field his maiden season as a a rookie shortstop for the Yankees. But one of the reasons he had the meteoric rise through the Yankees minor league system that he did was his bat-the-ball skills and putting the ball in play, fairly low strikeout. Uh, ratio and an ability to get on base, and we saw almost none of that uh last season uh It is something that I know uh this winter that that he worked on that the, the Yankees wanted him to work on he was you know he moved to Tampa in the off season so he could be at the the Yankees minor league complex pretty much every day starting from uh you know january second uh, and actually was down here before that. He was in, in December working out with Aaron Judge and D.J. LeMahieu and, and some other guys that lived in the area. Uh, he certainly was committed to it, but in, until the rubber meets the road and, and you get to the regular season, you just don't uh, really know. But if you look at Volpe's uh, track record in the minors, uh, he always improved each step of the way. So, um, you know, the Yankees certainly expect that. Volpe uh, expects it as well. Uh, And and we'll just see in that regard. But uh, I don't think he's as big a key as some of the other players uh, that we mentioned. But uh, he had a, and I don't have it in front of me, but something like a 276 on-base percentage uh, last season. Uh, And A, that's just unacceptable at, at the big league level, regardless of where you're hitting in the lineup. And it's completely contrary to the type of player Volpe had been uh, the first several stages of, of his career in the minor leagues
3: we're talking to Eric Boland inside access here on the fan you mentioned Eric you like the Orioles to win the division how do you stack the division as, as a whole I assume you've got the mm-hmm. Red Sox in last place and then everybody in the middle
6: yeah, I mean, I, I think the Red Sox are a mess. I don't think organizationally they have any clue exactly which mm-hmm. direction that they want to take things. And it's almost as if uh, you know they, they want to be uh, seen as a as a Tampa Bay Rays uh, acolyte, if you will, as a you know operating with a, you know uh, tight purse strings when the, when they're in a, a large market and, and you know should have one of the biggest payrolls in baseball. But I digress. I don't cover the Red Sox. I just cover the Yankees. But yes, I, I would have uh, the Red Sox securely in last place. And then I, I would probably throw Toronto fourth uh, just because I, I haven't seen any indication mm-hmm. over the years. They have a nice nucleus of players, but when it comes to performing in the big spot, they've just failed year after year after year. So until they can prove that, uh, that they can handle the, the the spotlight when things get really tight into September or even into the, you know, the wild card round or whatever, uh, you know, I, I'm suspect of them. I have the Yankees third and I'd put the Tampa Bay, Uh, Second, even though I know every single year uh, it it just doesn't seem as if, uh, you know, that that they should have an inevitable uh, decline because half the time, you know, the guys that report for spring training, nobody's ever heard of before outside of uh, uh, Tampa or the people that cover that team, but they just seem to find a way. So until they prove otherwise, I'm always going to just figure Tampa's going to win 90-plus games. So uh, I'll throw them second. And like I said, I I don't see any reason why the Orioles – at this point, shouldn't be the favorite.
5: Um, one other Yankees-related question, and look, they, I think they they made a, a hell of a trade for Soto. I mean, I, I'd have made that trade a million times out of a million, um, not having to give up Spencer Jones, Austin Wells, any of those guys. However, Michael King was a real interesting weapon for them, and their bullpen has kind of been their main thing for a bit there. Are they a little weakened in, in the back end? Are they Are they any more vulnerable back there this year?
6: I hate to give you the cliche of uh, we'll see, or it remains to be Mm -hmm. seen, but, uh, you know, heck, I will. Um, King was was kind of an underrated uh, piece in that regard, a a guy that could come in and and be a stopper to get out of a a situation, runners-on, none-out, and and get out of it, and he could either – pitch one inning, but he could also pitch two or three innings. Um, and the Yankees, and actually Aaron Boone was asked kind of the question that, that you just asked me, uh, which was, who is your Michael King for this year? And uh, he said that's something that we're actually discussing behind the scenes. They have a few candidates. They think Jonathan Leliceka maybe could be that guy. Uh, Luke Weaver, a uh, swingman-type uh, pitcher that they signed, uh, re-signed in the offseason. They got him. Uh, last year, uh, they think he has the capability of uh, of being a, a multiple-inning middle relief guy, but there's an outside chance, very outside, that, that maybe he, he breaks camp in the rotation. But I think the fifth starter uh, is going to be Clark Schmidt unless mm-hmm. he, he gets hurt or something. Um, but, yeah, that that is certainly an Ian Hamilton, a a, a righty uh, who is kind of a, a breakthrough for the Yankees. Uh, last spring and into the regular season before he got hurt, he would be a candidate for that uh, role as well. But, you know, saying a guy's going to fill that role and then the guy actually filling it capably are two different things because they, uh, multiple inning relievers who are really, really good and really effective are, are kind of hard to yeah. uh, to come by. But but the one thing with the Yankees in my time covering the team, and I go back to 2009 was my first year, um, their last World Series win, is they've always had, they've always found a way to have for the most part, mm-hmm. a really good bullpen. And, you know, obviously Mariano Rivera had an awful lot to, to do with that, but he retired after 2013 uh, and they still have managed to, to do pretty well uh, in that regard. And if you're ranking concerns for the Yankees, uh, the bullpen would be really, I would say at the bottom of the list.
3: Eric Bowen covers the Yankees for Newsday. Eric, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it.
6: My pleasure, guys. Look forward to uh, speaking to you guys during the regular season. And just as an aside, and I've said this, I say it on Twitter every year, Camden Yards, Baltimore, it's always one of my favorite uh, stops, so I, I look forward to uh, stopping there uh, twice this season. Well, come Thank on you by, very come much. come on we'll by the, the be pickles. pickles. Yeah, we'll buy you a beer. Yeah. I, I, I've been in there many, many times over the years. All right. Yeah, well, come say hi. Go back. <laughs>
3: Sounds good. Thanks so much. The burgers are actually They're extraordinary. Actually very good. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, agreed. <laughs> Thanks, man. We appreciate it. You're
6: welcome,
3: guys. Thanks. Hey, coming up now. By the way, at 4 o'clock, Denard Wilson, former Ravens assistant, now the Titans defensive coordinator. At 5 o'clock, former Ravens assistant, now the Dolphins defensive coordinator, Anthony Weaver, joined us. So we, we got two DCs join us at 4 and at 5. But next, we're going to take a look at the Ravens. It's never too early to look at next year's schedule. What does it look like? We're going to tell you next here on The Fan. First and 10. From the Baltimore
5: 19. Shotgun Mahomes. Pump and throw to the end zone. Handled by Kelsey for the touchdown. A rocket to the right side. And the Chiefs strike first. Looks into the nickel. They rush 5. He takes it. He'll run it himself. The 10. A block at the 5. Running into the end zone. Touchdown Eagles. Touchdown Jalen
3: Hurts. Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown and the Patrick Mahomes touchdown pass to Kelsey in the AFC title game. Two of the Ravens' uh, 17 opponents this year. They will take on the Chiefs on the road. 17 and the, opponents. Well, they, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, they got nine on the road. They played teams twice. Yeah. Two, oh, okay, yeah. 17 games. Sorry, say, wait, wait 17 games, you? sorry. 17 games. They do play 14 pitch, yeah, opponents. Yeah, 14. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, home and away. At home, they also play Buffalo, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Commanders, and the Eagles. And then away at Steelers, Browns, and Bengals, Chiefs, Chargers, Texans, Cowboys, Giants, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
5: Yeah, um... It's going to be interesting. Some of these teams they face obviously are under going to be under um, new management, if not at the head coaching position, then at least at, at one of the coordinator spots. Uh, the matchup with the Chiefs is going to get a lot of attention for sure. Maybe that's the Thursday the night kickoff. Obviously, hardball versus Harbaugh with the Chargers is going to be a big deal. Mm. And, and look, there's a lot of familiarity there. When you've got a Joe Ortiz in the front office and like – he knows what kind of players this Harbaugh likes, right? And this Harbaugh likes a lot of the same players the other our Harbaugh likes. And you got to think some Ravens free agents might be heading out to the other Harbaugh. So, yeah, that what that roster looks like, how they run the ball. Um, you know, are you facing them as part of a sort of West Coast swing? Uh are you facing them? And you know, is that sort of where does that come in the schedule? And and what else is around it? Will will always be interesting.
6: Soon um, for Povich. and
5: oh, and yeah. In terms of the the teams coming here, I mean Buffalo. That's a. I know they haven't faced each other as regularly as some of these other non-division games, but that's that's rivalry. Ish, yeah. right? That's sort of like a rivalry. And they're going to face some of the better quarterbacks in the league, right? They're going to face Mahomes. You're going to face mm-hmm. Burrow maybe twice if he's healthy. You're going to face Jalen Hurts. You're going to face Josh Allen. You're going to, you know, you're, you're, you're going to J. face. C.J. Stroud. Yes, C.J. Stroud again, right? Is that a burgeoning rivalry? You're going to face uh, Justin Herbert. You're going to face Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. That'll be the that Aaron Schatz ball. Yeah. Ravens versus Dallas, yeah. Lamar versus Dak. So it's an interesting, you know, it's it it's an interesting group of of opponents. The bottom line is the AFC is just getting better and better. Yeah. The Chargers are going to be better. The Texans are going to be a year older, a year wiser. Um, you know, is it Justin Fields with the Steelers? Justin Fields and Arthur Smith that that would be a very different, would be a very different offense than what we've become accustomed to there. Um, you know, even the Raiders will be will be an interesting game. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs is he there? Where's Josh Jacobs land? What what is is Aiden O'Connell the quarterback there, or is that that that's another team? I'm telling you, that's going to have some interest in Justin Fields.
2: Yeah, it's so it's so tough to get a read on any of these teams uh, without free agency or the draft happening. But based on last season, they got ten games against teams that made the playoffs and. Look, the Ravens just had a really tough schedule. Yes. And they ran through it uh, until the AFC championship game. But, yeah, I mean, the home slate, it's always fun playing the NFC East just with the, obviously, teams being so close to each other. Commanders and Eagles coming in. The Bills will be a fun home game as well. And I think there's a solid shot at... the. Uh, Ravens-Chiefs being the kickoff game.
3: Well, we thought that a year ago because it was going to be a rematch of uh, the Eagles-Chiefs. They were playing each other, and then they picked the Lions. They threw us a curveball. Yeah, and I mean, look, you've got to look at all of the potential matchups
5: before you you lean into it, but that's one that would would seem to be Hard to beat, especially if we're talking about non-divisional games. You know, like Houston and Dallas, do they end up getting them back-to-back? Do they end up spending mm. two weeks in Texas or something like that? Or do you even get Houston and the Chargers back-to-back and you end up you know, spending some time there? Yeah, do they make the Harbaugh Bowl a game around one of these holidays? Yeah, or right? Dallas. We were, we were
3: the, they Dallas. They play Dallas on Thanksgiving. Could be. Yeah.
5: Could be. Or they play...
3: The Chargers on Thanksgiving, or
5: they play the Chargers around Christmas. Sure.
3: They played the Chargers around Christmas this past year. Yeah, So a lot of fun. Can't wait till the schedule comes out. New League year, less than a month away, and the Ravens have some. We've talked all week about some of the decisions they have to make, articulating that, so we'll see how that goes, and we'll keep you up to date. But one of the decisions that they couldn't make – Was keeping Denard Wilson in the fold. He did a great job with the Ravens secondary this year, which propelled him to a gig. He is now the Titans defensive coordinator,
4: and he joins us next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.